Seems like. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So just if we go around, have a brief introduction of, of who we are, um, tell us a, a minute or two on who you are, what you do, your company, and something I also like to always ask is something that you're passionate about or what you would say your passion is. Now it can be work-related, non-work-related, but just, just something for a bit of fun. Um, so I'll go first. My name is Sophie, obviously we, we've all met previously, um, but just to recap, I'm a recruiter based in England, but do the Stockholm market. I've been doing this for three years now, which has gone ridiculously fast. But yeah, I'm a big part of my job is speaking to tech managers, tech leaders, as well as developers and engineers on a daily basis. Um, and I'd say in work, I'm really passionate about delivering something that's of value to, to all of my connections, regardless of the situation. Um, that's sort of a work passion of mine. And then personally, I'm quite passionate about traveling and, and seeing new things and new experiences, which obviously this year hasn't happened much, which is such a shame. So fingers crossed my, my, my traveling passion can come back next year. <laughs> but yeah, how about you, Christina? You kick us off. <laughs> yeah, Christina Lonitz, uh, my name. I'm working at Avencia as a director of development. So I'm responsible for the Stockholm office and the developers and architects that we have here. We're building uh, e-commerce sites and everything related to e-commerce. I've been here for three years um, and I'm, I'm most passionate about actually yeah, coaching my staff and really seeing them grow. I think this is the, the, what gives me most. It's, um, that's amazing to see when people develop their full potential and go beyond. So. Yeah, that's a nice one. Oh, and Jane? Uh, yeah, uh, Jane uh, Skullman or Skullman in Swedish. Uh, yeah, I'm from Star Stable. I started as an engineer manager uh, for two of our tech teams uh, and um, I've just recently moved on to a new role as a product owner, but I still work very, very close to teams and I'm still involved in recruitment and, and uh, sort of the team buildings. Uh, we have a new sort of setup uh, for the product owners not to just be interested in, in the product, but also the people that uh, build the product, yeah. which is a quite uh, interesting sort of intersection between um, product and people, uh, sort of. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm passionate about. I also like to see people grow, but uh, I also like to see uh, when people realize what they are doing and what kind of value they are bringing to the company. And if that also aligned with their passion, it's even better. Um, so setting a vision together, uh, working towards that vision and, and make a lot of great value to uh, stakeholders or in our case, since we are a game company, to our players, of course. Oh, perfect. And Sarah? Uh, hi, Sarah Pitharov here. Um, I work for Zurich Insurance. I'm the deputy manager for the risk engineering team in Nordics, uh, comprising the four countries. So we're already a, a distributed team already before all of this. And um, my job basically is related to risk management and supporting our customers and improving risk in several aspects from the more typical fire explosion risks that you find in industrial sites to product liability risks and uh, business interruption uh, that can be affected by different factors. So it's kind of a 360 view on, on risks and we try to work with our customers to 
help them improve those risks. I've been uh, yeah, I've been in Sweden now for three years, uh, originally coming from Spain. And uh, yeah, I started as a risk consultant uh, many years ago uh, for the chemical and uh, petrochemical industry. And uh, yeah, for one of the things that I'm very interested in, and it has to, a lot to do with my job, is how the human element of risk, how people's behaviour related to risk have a huge impact. Sometimes, sometimes more than we think. We try to tend to trace technical solutions, and sometimes the issues are somewhere else, and are much more difficult to change a culture than to change a machine normally. <laughs> and uh, in the personal, I am passionate about classical art and architecture. Done some courses in the university related to that. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's interesting. That's so good. Well, that's good. Now we all know each other better. Um, so something that I know we've spoke about previously is um, how we're adapting to the change that COVID has brought around. Um, and that's what I wanted this discussion to be focused on, um, just to be able to share it with the community and, and help other leaders that are in similar positions. And I know that you all have different kind of team setups either before COVID compared to now. Um, so this is a really good mixture of, of opinions and thoughts and I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, so what we'll do, we'll go around, we've all got our specific questions. Um, I'll direct the question to you, let me know your thoughts, your answers, and likewise any of the other ladies who have any other opinions or anything that's relevant, definitely just have an open discussion and a nice chat. Um, I can put my opinions in as well um, and we'll take it from there. Um, okay, perfect. So we'll start with Christina. So your question was, focused on when things are going a little bit bad, the motivation in the project can be a bit low. How do you keep the energy level up and the motivation up and, and spread the good mood really in a team? Yeah, exactly. That's because I mean, nowadays it's quite difficult um, since we're all being working remote and um, it, it's all working well if, if things are you know, sunshine, but um, if it's not, I, I was wondering whether you have some experience and how you got out of it. Yeah, if I might, I mean, uh, one of the things that I think helps quite a bit is uh, because working with remote, remote teams all the time, I think what's missing sometimes is that, you know, those quick uh, little chats next to the coffee machine or, or stopping by the table of another co-worker and having and, and something uh, that I think works very well is, you know, celebrating the small things like the small achievements and make sure that, OK, let's have a five minute meeting, maybe just to say, hey, we're doing well, this is going well, even if not everything is shiny, but some of it is. And also even even to the personal level, if it's someone's birthday, just uh, a quick call, just everyone that's a surprise, call him and say, hey, happy birthday. And, you know, these small things that show still like people care, you not just you on the, on the screen, there's something behind that. Yeah, yeah that's nice. That is nice. Yeah. And what about you, Jane? Do you have any things to, to contribute on this one? Uh, I agree that it's harder. Uh, it, it's always sort of hard to get a team motivated when something goes sort of uh, not the right way. Um, but um, I, I think uh, both before COVID and now, it's the communication is key. Uh, so and over sort of to to over communicate now 
Um, we do a lot of retro. We work in an agile way. Um, so uh, if something goes bad, uh, try to uh, have a retro quite soon after and understand what what, uh, what could have been done differently. And uh, very, very, I think is key here as well, not to blame anyone uh, and, and try to understand different perspectives. Why, why did you do something uh, or why did it happen, sort of? And, and uh, also acknowledge that, uh, that it is hard to communicate and to understand someone um, that is not present in the same room. So it, it, it's, uh, I think it's more, it's easier to, to misunderstand each other now. So uh, when, the, uh, when something goes bad, it's probably some sort of misunderstanding. Uh, and also this was also about distributed teams. So I'm also thinking that we have seen a lot of different sort of cultures uh, and, and also how you use words uh, from this different culture. I can use a word completely different from someone else and then it's so super easy to sort of misunderstand someone. And um, if we can bring that up and sort of start to laugh at it rather than to blame, uh, yeah. I think that, that could sort of ha uh, motivate uh, people. Oh, yeah, you are. You use the word like that. Oh, I haven't thought of that. Uh, or you see it like this. I haven't thought of that either. So try to share some sort of um, understanding, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think you, you both hit the nail on the head there and it's key because it's so so easy to be in the office and you have general chats that you don't even realise that you're having sometimes and it's not work related and you would never really video call someone or pick up the phone to kind of talk about nothing because it seems like you shouldn't do that because you're working and it has to be about work but it's something that you really miss and and I've noticed it I'm back in the office now two days a week and I didn't realize how much I missed it until I came back in and saw my team and saw the people that you work with um, so yeah it is really really important to be communicating even if it isn't work related of course yeah, we, we actually had a retro where one of the action point was to sort of slack crash someone uh, just as desk crashing. Uh, I don't know if that actually happened, but just to sort of ping someone on slack and uh, and um, since we're a gaming company, we use discord. Um, so yeah. we have open channels for the whole company to to hang in the discord and it seems to sort of, I don't know if it's sort of um, raised the mode in, in a specific team situation, but it's easier to sort of just yeah. communicate and, and yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Just talking about that, what other tools do you guys use? Um, have you used any new tools during this time or how do you usually communicate with your teams? Many ways. <laughs> yeah, well, we have, of course, traditional ways and then we have been using teams much more like having different channels and groups for different collaborations. Uh, of course, you, we have uh, well, we have this uh, workplace for the whole company. We kind of share information with all the departments too, because if not, sometimes you feel you just talk to the same group of people all the time, and there's much more bigger than that. And uh, well, we have had but others for a long time. We have also a typical WhatsApp group, and it's for personal and jokes, you know, things that are not work related, just to kind of find those bonds, like someone is showing their new deck they built this summer and the rest of us can sometimes joke about it or, you know, things like that, just to keep it more personal sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, we do use a lot of Slack 
I think Slack has been really bo both the writing, but also call people spontaneously. And I really try to encourage them always to put on the video so that you really see each other. Um, I think that's also key. Yeah, I agree. I really agree. No, that sounds good. Um, okay, and then Seth, your question we had. Um, oh yeah, it was about creativity and innovation around like problem solving. And do we think that that would suffer because the team is distributed, or is technology a good a good enough t tool or technique to keep the ideas flowing? Yeah, and I have I have kind of my vision, and I would like also to have some contrast in here. Because, uh, of course, when you're face to face, you have all those interactions we mentioned, maybe new ideas come out and you have like uh, this kind of resonance board with your colleagues that you expect. Oh, I had this idea like, yeah, that, that that's not going to work kind of thing or that's going to go very perfectly fine. But uh, I think also, I mean, for us at least when when we have to change completely and we still are a distributed team, so we still have members of the team we didn't meet in a regular way in the office. But this changed a lot on our way of working too, because our job has a huge component on field work, like going to the industries. And that has some was something that we had to stop doing. So we had to find new ways of supporting customers without actually being physically on the place. And I think, of course, not having that much interaction might have affected creativity, but on the other hand, just the need to get the job done in a different way have also kind of fooled things and ideas and, and people. Well, why are we doing this? We could do, try that. And why don't we speak with this customer and do a pilot? And it's it's been slowly there. So I think it's, it's like ups and lows. And, uh, and the other positive thing I see, I'm trying to see the positive, but the other positive thing I see is uh, sometimes now people can organize the job in a bit more, not in that office kind of nine to five schedule. And I think some people, for some people, that's better for their creativity because they have different freedoms. They don't have the nine to five or the eight to, to five freedom. And, and also you have to find these spaces to have your own time and even to get bored. Because I mean, it's, it's very underrated. Uh, do, not doing anything, uh, but I think that's that's when your your brain starts bringing up really good stuff. Yeah, but I don't know what's your experience with your teams in this. Mm. I, I would like to sort of uh, take on the last thing. Uh, it's super important to get bored. Uh, th that sparks creativity, uh, absolutely, and I think that is actually a challenge now because. Uh, working from home uh, before Corona was more like being bored or being in silence. Uh, and now it's constantly sort of meetings and it's um, Slack is pinging, etc. So I, I guess one a solution to that could actually be like a setting off time, uh, like one hour to, to be bored, <laughs> for example. Um, I have also discovered that, that uh, it's uh, to, to sort of to start a meeting, it should, is, it is always good to be prepared if you sh uh, are facilitate the meeting or if you are sort of the, the, the meeting owner. Uh, but it's, uh, I think that is even more important right now uh, to be really prepared for the different steps and help people through creativity. Because uh, in, in a meeting room, it's easier to speak up, it's easier to sort of set up post-its or, or draw on a board, etc. Uh, but now you need the tools that we talked about. Uh, you need um, sort of um, more a format to follow. Um, and it sounds strange. Usually creativity is something that you sort of just go outside the box. But it seems like you need the box now in order to be um, creative. 
Yeah. Well, I, I actually, I, I think that creativity will suffer if we don't rethink the way we, we, we do things, how we work together now, since we all are alone in our own places and we don't, because creativity, I think, happens when people meet. You know, I mean, when we when we meet, when we listen to each other and kind of connect our ideas. And I mean, this is I think it's easier when you meet in a room. Um, but I mean, it's definitely possible if you if you're remote. I mean, it's, it's but I, I think here we need it's it's important that we actually take this time and we also really listen to each other. Um, and there are lots of those tools I mean that you can use, but I, I believe of course, you need one maybe to do this brainstorming and you have a board where you can drag and drop and everybody can interact. But I don't think it's it's those tools that make the difference. And you should not try all out a new tool every day because then it will distract you actually from being present, listen to each other and kind of, yeah, get get something together. Um, I think that's yeah. quite important. Yeah, yeah right. I think I think what you said there is is when you meet someone you definitely spark ideas because there's another voice in your head or there's another opinion that comes in and it, it's like you're bouncing ideas off each other and I've done quite a lot of calls with managers who've said that's one of the things they're really really worried about because the team works so well together the team know how to do the job but it's those little innate things that you can't really train somebody to do it's just instinct um, and I definitely think this remote working is more likely here to stay now so it's definitely going to be one of the things that as a, a collective that all the managers and leaders across Stockholm have different ways of combating um, and hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful for the future that there'll be a situation where it maybe isn't as impacted and that we can work through it because like you said it can happen remotely it's just the case of of getting to that point um so we'll see we'll see what the future does hold <laughs> and even here i think it's also that they are to call spontaneously because i mean we have this um nowadays i mean i've noticed this trend that people don't dare to to call uh, just spontaneously. I mean, it's always yeah. you do slack and you know, do you have time? Can we set up a meeting or something? And it's like, you know, in former times you just called them. I mean, on the phone without hesitating so much. And and I believe it's just if you have an idea you want to discuss, I mean, just do it directly. I think you, this spontane spontaneity. Well, what do you say? I mean, it's, it's missing. Yeah, I know. I feel like you almost shouldn't just call if it's not like a planned anymore it's it's so weird how that has happened i do it all the time now i'll are you free at this time whereas like you said previously you just walk over to someone call them be like hey let's talk so yeah it definitely is a change um, and then jane so your question this was quite an interesting one so this focuses on sort of like work-life balance um and it can be really easy when you're at home to blur what is work what is home and and the balance between the two and do the question is do you leaders take on more responsibility now to ensure that the boundaries are clear i think i, I know people sometimes overwork in the evenings and they never switch off because their situation is the same um but yeah what are your thoughts jane uh, it, it is an interesting question. Uh, we've been working with developers for quite many years now, and uh, usually developers are not working uh, like between eight and five uh, from the start. And moving into this corona situation, uh, yes, it, it gets super blurry. Uh, it, am I working? Am I doing thinking? Uh, what, what am I doing? 
And um, for the people that work uh, at um, Star Stable um, gaming company, most of them are also gamers. Uh, so you are in front of the computer like all the time. Uh, I talked to one of the uh, people in my team and he said that he switched side of the kitchen table when he uh, is at work and when he is gaming. Uh, so I, I guess that is pretty blurry. Uh, and and w what are you actually doing? And also uh, sort of software engineers usually tend to think of problem uh, whenever. So it was really blurry from the start uh, and I have realized now when we entered wintertime uh, and after five o'clock it's 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 very dark outside uh, you're not sort of super encouraged to go out and do some exercise or uh, meet friends so it also gets blurry because your friends are the people that are at work because those are the ones that you communicate mostly with, uh, being sort of restricted to your own kitchen, uh, meeting colleagues, and not so much uh, your own friends. So I, I think it, it's, uh, yeah, setting up own guidelines um, is really rule number one here. Uh, you have to set up guidelines. Uh, dress, for example, uh, so it's good to encourage people to actually have the video on. So you, you, <laughs> so, so you are uh, presentable uh, and uh, I, I think uh, we have a very good HR department that encourage people to sort of do lunch breaks, um, uh, also sort of take pause. Uh, we have something called uh, walk, uh, walk meeting, so encourage people just to be outside as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess that also makes it a bit more blurry. <laughs> What what is work? What 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 is not work? Uh, I I I'm very much looking forward to what you are doing because uh, I think we are doing a lot at Star Staple, but it, it's um, also the nature of our business. It's it's yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I think I mean uh, obviously the, the the blurriness. I think I mean it's it's bigger issue now because of the COVID and it. But I had at least at least in my line of work, I have the impression they has been getting blurry for a long time. This is not COVID. This is last year's tendencies and everyone with the, you know, email in your phone and, and it has been being blurry for a longer time. This is not new, but now it's very, very clear. I, I love the example of changing sides of the table. At least at least there's some difference. At least you're saying something different. In front I of think you. it's a clear line, actually. <laughs> it's very clear. <laughs> basically is, is of course having very clear objectives so the, the the what you need to get done is, is this this is your objective and how you arrange that how you work around it when if you do it in the morning in the afternoon or whatever that has to be now a bit up to you because of course many people staying at home are they going to have the kids with them they're going to have more interactions at the time at some specific times so it's more okay we need to give the option to organize your own time but we're very clear that you need to take breaks you need to take your time to do your things on and of course it's very difficult honestly i mean i think i'm the first one that i don't really do it properly so uh, for my, in my way i mean it's very difficult and I, I that's why i wanted to hear all of your opinions because even if you encourage people to do these walking meetings or you try but then i think it's a very 
personal thing how people like to organize themselves so you can kind of support to a point but then the, the, the rest of the way has to be done in a personal level I think. Yeah. Yes it also depends on person for some people they are a problem and for some people they are not a problem so uh, I think some people that, you know, had unhealthy work hours before COVID, I mean, they probably have this as well now remote. And I mean, there it really is about having a tight dialogue and clear prioritizations so that you actually make a plan and say, OK, this year is most important. And I think that's the responsibility of us as managers to to ensure they know this is important, but this is not important. So you, they really can keep their hours um, and then Another thing that kind of lead by example is like I, I try to have those spontaneous calls that are not work related. I mean, talk to the staff and check how their weekend was and and uh, or, or wish them a good weekend and, and check up and chat on things because I, I myself get into this when you're in, in work mode. I mean, you don't go to the coffee machine and talk to people anymore. You just work, work, work. You click from one meeting to the other one. I mean, to the next one and and it's you don't have those, those little breaks and I think then if you if you call them and make sure I mean that, that also gives them a perspective it's not just work I mean there's still some something else and it's important yeah. to uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah have some yeah. Yeah. and I think also having some boundaries sometimes as you say with the meeting sometimes you feel you're just jumping from one meeting to the other on and having that impression that you've been working all day but nothing got done and I think it's important and that's something that I started doing also is uh, set up some times during the day when meetings are not allowed. Say, OK, between this time and this time, there's no meetings. Just try, try to get those kind of oases of <laughs> time so so people can have a break for that. I think that's uh, that's really important to keep things flowing. And uh, also virtual afterworks, they're quite fun especially on Friday. So like, yeah, let's bring your wine, your beer at the end of the day and let's all be here just explaining to each other what we're going to do in the weekend kind of thing. So. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. I think it's so important because I think me, it depends on everybody's situations because everyone has a different home life. Like I live on my own is very different to maybe my colleague who's got a partner working from home and children. So I think I'm definitely a culprit of in the evenings, I'll put Netflix on and then I'll be emailing because what else am I doing? There's, there's nothing else to do because I'm on my own. Um, so I think it's kind of like for a manager, I know my managers had to say, right, Sophie, don't work too late because then you're not getting a break. And then with other people, it's very different because they shut the laptop at five, six o'clock because they go to spend time with the family. Um, so it's kind of like you've got to treat everybody differently to treat them the same, which I imagine it is really difficult for you guys because you're also going through the remote working and all the challenges that come with it yourself. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's an easy job to have an easy task to be able to do. No, especially uh, with people that have started uh, during Corona, um, that you actually sort of you don't have a, a sort of face-to-face -face relationship with them because you have maybe met them once or twice uh, in, in sort of real life, and 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 so you don't know that much about sort of do they actually have kids, um, what, what are their interests, things that come spontaneous when you are at work, uh, or conversations that that come spontaneous when you are at work. Um, so that is getting even harder to to understand the new people that we onboard uh, and, and sort of do you have a sort of personal life? Who are you when you are not in a hangout or in a 
That's yeah. such an important point you're, you're making there because I've been working a lot also with offshore and when you have people and you onboard them and you work with them, I mean, so often you just have the little picture from, from Slack or something. I mean, you don't even know, you know, what about their family. And I think this is so important that when you start working with them that you actually, I mean, you call them, you have a chat, you talk, you know, I have family, they have kids to kind of get to know the person because yeah. the person is so much more than just the work part. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. So. yeah, now that you mentioned onboarding, because we haven't had the experience of hiring new people during these times, but uh, uh, how has that changed for you guys? So have you had to change your onboarding processes or do you already had it in remote or? Uh, yes, we have to change. We have, uh, you can start uh, at Star Stable and not meeting us at all. <laughs> <laughs> We have the interviews, the recruitment process is uh, totally sort of digital uh, right now um, from the sort of first uh, interaction to, to the last one as well. Um, sometimes we do when people start, we do maybe meet up at the office, uh, but that's not required if the candidate doesn't think it's sort of feel comfortable. Uh, and we send the computer home to them uh, and then they get instructed by phone uh, how to set up the work environment and, and, and such. So yes, I have a couple of people that I haven't actually met. Um, well, and I guess that's similar to if you have someone in, in, in sort of near shore or offshore uh, situation. It's really hard. What I experience is really hard in this case is to and, and ensure that uh, the company culture is coming across and is living because I mean it's it's okay for the people that have been working at the company that have met before and now they're working uh, distributed but people that haven't been there that haven't experienced how is it I think this is quite a challenge to keep up the culture and to, to get them into the culture the new recruits yeah yeah that's interesting yeah because I, I was just thinking about these questions before, some time before we started, and I was, is is this baby going to change the type of people we end up recruiting? Because, I mean, not everyone is as good in this, you know, remote interviews or, or so on. Is this, I was thinking maybe we are going to end up hiring people that's more, like, more independent, that they get their things done and working more separate from the team, and that's going to have an effect on that culture too. So, yeah, I think that's very, yeah. That may be introverts that are not really coming mm -hmm. out. So, so yeah, across yeah. as yeah they, yeah, they might have problems and not that. That's that's a good point we need to think of. Yeah, yeah because I mean, it's I think it's it's it gets to a point that you not only have to be good at your work, you have to show somehow through the screen how good you are in in some cases, and and it's not enough to do any well because of course. Some things that you're going to notice from a team member while you're working side to side, you're not going to notice now. Mm -hmm. So I think it's uh, it's something to be very careful with and how, how selecting people, making sure you're not just biasing towards, towards more outgoing or extrovert people and leaving the rest kind of behind. Yeah, that's actually so interesting. So I've thought about, obviously I do recruitment all day long and I've thought about how this will change and it's there's positives and negatives, I think. So like um, positively, you may not need to spend as much money on an office because everybody's working from home. You can find talent from different countries, obviously some really, really talented people that just can't make it to Sweden. But then, you've, like you said, the negatives could be that 
you you're missing out on people because if they're not as good even in interviews like it's very easy to feel someone's energy in an interview which can be quite difficult over over video and then if there's like technical issues while you're on the video it just really is difficult to know that you're getting the right person um and it's it's definitely things that are going to change and it's something to think about because like you said if you go for the best person who presents themselves over video is that necessarily the best person who would have presented themselves the same way in person? Um, I'm interested, how do you guys think your recruitment process will change in terms of, like you said, everything's digital, that's very easy to combat that, but will there be any changes that you think will happen on a company scale? Hmm. That's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the one thing we, we have changed is uh, what you said, we are more open to sort of people working remote uh, so they, uh, they don't have to sort of be in Stockholm uh, yeah. uh, and uh, there is no policy set yet if that is um, the way we're going to go uh, after sort of COVID as well, but uh, we, we are more open to that you don't have to be based in Stockholm. Um, mm -hmm. Which is also interesting when I see on LinkedIn, it's like yeah, th that has been a benefit now. It's, uh, th this company is uh, looking for people and you don't have to be, even be close. You can be wherever. So uh, that's interesting. But I believe we won't be able to go back to have the people full time at the office. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. The, the developers that I work with, I mean, they are enjoying the new flexibility and to work from home. Uh, and I, I, I think a company that really will require, I mean, you need to be five days a week, you need to be in the office um, when COVID is over. I, I don't think that there will be a successful uh, model in the future. So I, I believe actually more companies will have those more flexible working from anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at the same time, there's the famous balance again uh, that, that you need to meet to, to some extent. Uh, otherwise, you don't get the team, you don't get the culture, etc. So, so that that is a um, yeah, that's something that, that, that we need to solve uh, together, I guess, uh, both being able to be remote, but also to being able to meet. Exactly. Yeah. That is this fine balance. What what will you can put down as a rule? What can you requ require that how, yeah. how many days a week or how often you should be? In yeah, place yeah. together. Mm. Yeah, and that, that's what's going to be the impact if you want to meet regularly of hiring people that are living much farther away. What's also the impact of that? Because we're talking travel and sustainability. That should be also be part of all this working remotely thing. And then if you, it, it's very nice to have be able to hire people from everywhere. But if then you want them to meet once every two months, that's yeah. going to generate issues. So it's yeah. kind of a very delicate balance. I, I was thinking whether when you have teams that are really distributed long distance that have maybe just a chance to meet once or twice over a period that once you meet that you actually just do like fun stuff. I mean, like team building activities yeah. that you really go out, that you get to know each other. And it's not just that you sit in the meeting and, and work, but I mean that you build up this, that you can live off, you know, and benefit then later on when you're distributed. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well, Christina, that, that, that you're doing team activities, team building uh, is, is uh, to, to focus on when you meet uh, face to face and you could probably work because there's a lot of good work tools, uh, but not as much sort of social tools uh, just yet. Uh, mm -hmm. But talking about tools, uh, I, I like to experiment and, um, and uh, virtual reality or VR. 
uh, is also coming. And recruitment, for example, there's a lot of companies that use actually uh, virtual reality to, um, to, to interview people and to sort of have a better candidate experience. We haven't done it, but I, I, I would love to take part uh, of one just to see how it is. But there is a company called Spatial. Um, uh, they are like a Zoom for VR. Uh, and you can sort of invite both people in, in uh, headsets, but also in desktop and you meet in a virtual space. Uh, you load, upload your avatar. And a lot of research says that sort of you get the same sort of feeling uh, in VR that you get uh, in a physical presence. Uh, so that could be one, one of the things to use in actually order to, to, to get more closeness or to get more relatedness. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And I think yes. it's some, I know so many tools, like even Zoom itself, I think it's now like 300% more valuable than it was this time last year. And there's crazy figures about all of the tools. But I think this is a real opportunity for, for these companies like Spatial to really excel and come up with something that's so innovative, that's so relevant and can solve all of these problems that everybody's facing and I think it's so exciting to think of where the future will be just because of this situation even though such a negative situation it's horrible what is happening but there are definitely going to be some positives and some some good things to come out of this situation and, and that sounds like one of them. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I'm very sort of a pro virtual reality or VR, uh, so uh, maybe I'm already biased, but uh, I, I think um, that is something that will, that together with AR uh, will be something that we could, could use in order to create uh, sort of relate, relatedness or connectedness. Yeah. You'll have to let us know when you use it if it's in Absolutely, I will. I, I, I was hoping to have tried this with my team before this meeting, but I um, um, I didn't have the time, so I, I will let you know uh, afterwards uh, when I've done it. Yeah, definitely. That sounds good. Um, has anybody else got anything else they want to cover? Anything else that you've thought of before this or anything? Not much. Yeah. Oh, but I've loved this. I think it's been a really good discussion. Um, like I said, what we'll do, I'll send over the sound to to the guys who create the content, and then I'll get back in touch with you all to to go through it then. But thank you so much. I know how busy you all are, and it's it's obviously really really helpful, and I really appreciate this time that you've spent. Yeah, and thank you for for doing this. I appreciate to see a couple of new faces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. good to Thank get you. some inspiration from outside, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> clear, clear out the clouds and get some fresh air. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, I'm glad you've enjoyed it, ladies, and I'll, I'll follow up with you soon. But thank you again and have a lovely evening. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Take Thank care. You. Bye bye.